0: I mean, along with the um, possibly the tomahawk throw that I had when I was a kid, hmm. you know, when I, with, with my brother, which I'll explain that in a minute. He's okay, by the way. Um, that yeah, was a pretty. You
1: covered that with. thing you said when you it were was little. A pretty,
0: <laughs> it was a pretty great shot.
1: That was I mean, really obnoxious. I kind,
0: I, the worst part about it is there's no video. There's nothing to commemorate what a beautiful moment that was. I guess was. nobody will ever know. Oh, but I'll I'll record. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll say, I'll recount it to everybody. looking we'll at the chat at the same time. Hello everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Still Thank you so much for tuning in today wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do. So of course we're live here 5 days a week on the Fun Employment Radio network. And available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found. And Thank you for finding us. A lot to cover today, but first off I want to say thank you to Black's Pest Services.
1: Oh, what wonderful services they provide. They
0: do indeed. Um, they are fine sponsors of Fun Employment Radio. We appreciate them greatly. And for those of you in the Portland area, uh, just because, like we said before, we're under quarantine, your pests are not. And uh, there's a lot of people that are <laughs> they having They don't issue. follow the rules. They don't follow rules. They're not good at social distancing. And that is something that I think uh, we can all agree with. So if you do need some help in that area, though... Uh, give them a call. You can also even send them in pictures. Like say if you find some weird bug or something in your on your property. And they'll be like,
1: excited about you sending them pictures of weird bugs.
0: Yeah. You'll be like, I don't know what this is. Should I be concerned? Send it into them because that's actually something they love to do is they'll take a look at it and then they'll see if they can analyze it and tell you what is going on. So that's uh, another great thing. But again, services.com All right. Uh, for today is April 27th, 2020. It's a Monday. It is a Monday. Here in quarantine. Here we go again. So there's your timestamp for that. <laughs> yes. We also have, since it is a Monday during quarantine time, we have Mr. Rick Emerson, who's going to be joining us here shortly as well. So he'll be on the show. But before all of that, let's talk about this last weekend. Because... Since it was uh, here in Portland, it was nice weather, which is where we were lucky to have that. Yeah, because kind of it's surprisingly
1: nice weather not be as nice. Like now it's going into like Portland real spring again, where basically it's just going to be drizzly and everything.
0: Someday you should you should write down your spring rules. I feel like they're my birthday. Yeah, rules, like where three they're like completely, completely made up. but no. you've got it all in, in your head.
1: Um, ask Portland people. I swear. Ask how many. I am a Portland person. I know. Well, then ask somebody other than you. How many Portland Springs that they have? Because there's like first spring. Well, there's fake spring. There's first spring, fake spring, second spring. And then there's the spring right before. um,
0: This is totally the same as my birthday rules.
1: No, it is not. Mine is is.
0: factual. (laughs) It is not. Uh, Well, I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but I'm saying it's kind of your own system that you've created. But anyway, we we're in – which spring were we in? Well, I believe we're in second spring right now. We're in now. Second, second spring, yes. scientific term. Uh, so anyway, second spring was this last weekend. Uh, but it was. It was nice out, so we got out. And uh, and uh, there's – you know, as long as you follow social distancing rules, which 100% I do. I just want to say that before anybody emails. Um, we definitely do. But at the same time, you do have to watch out for your sanity. And since it's nice outside, got outside, went for a bike ride. Yeah. And uh, there was a couple of us that met up at a park – and
1: kept far apart. It was so weird, because we're, like, sitting, we're taking up an entire, like, outfield, basically, just being so spaced out from each other. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, so
0: it was uh, very spaced out, but it was actually uh, really nice just to see some other live people in person, which is still strange now, because of the fact that we've been social distancing for so long. I'm starting to get
1: used to the not hugging thing. I never thought that I would, but, like, now the urge is gone. To
0: me, it's just, it's strange to see someone in their full human form, that I know. And yeah. we talked about this last week at two, I'm, I'm sure. But as we go through this, you know, these are the thoughts that we have on this. And it, um, yeah, it was weird seeing a couple of people that I like haven't seen since Their entire bodies, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, not
1: just a floating head Like i I'm used to seeing your head, screen? yeah. And
0: I've been talking to you via Zoom or whatever, Facebook, but now you're here in person and it's strange. So that's, it is starting to sink in that little bit of weird feeling. But anyway, did that. And um, this is where we're getting to is what kind of magic happened on this. So...
1: Craig has a very loose definition of the word magic.
0: (laughs) I mean, it was pretty amazing for anybody that did get to witness it. And again, I apologize.
1: It was amazing for (sighs) you because it didn't really do anything to you.
0: Yes, that is true. That is 100% true. But I think even for you taking one for the team on this, so people rode their bikes and there's a bike, you know, everybody just kind of lays their bikes down and then, you know, sits far apart and that's how it was. Well... Uh, I had a couple of beers in my backpack, and uh, and Sarah wanted a beer. So I was like, Yeah, sure, no problem. So, being, you know, I don't know, maybe 10 feet away from you.
1: Which, by I the, the way, the can we just out. say, of course, we're doing this for satirical purposes, but I mean, also for satirical purposes, nobody gives a flying fuck if you're drinking in public right now. Oh,
0: I don't care about that. Yeah,
1: it's just, it's, I, it's just like no man's land. Like, there's, you're just saying they're just like, You can walk down the street with a beer in your hand. Nobody says a goddamn I mean, word.
0: Have you been walking down the street with beers in your hands? No,
1: but I mean, the quarantine's still young, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're only a month and a half in at this point. Who knows? Uh, nobody's, what's going to be normal.
0: Yeah, nobody. I mean, I, I highly doubt a police officer is going to risk getting coronavirus to stop people who are responsibly having a beer in a park.
1: Oh, yeah. Just I mean, that seems like, in like in Minnesota. it's a. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just like
1: I remember, I used to like have a koozie or like bring spare cups to put it into. Now I just drink straight out of the beer can. I'm like, I just don't even really care to even try to to hide it anymore.
0: I mean, uh, yeah, I don't even think it's a thing. They pretty much announced they're not enforcing anything like that.
1: I know, but still, isn't it like deeply ingrained in you? You feel like you know that somebody might be coming to bust you. I mean, I have a little who did, bit of that too. <laughs> um,
0: oh my
1: god, Greg!
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't too worried about it in this case. I'm like, yeah, it, we're doing nothing wrong, and uh, and and so I think. I mean, yeah, I think you didn't do fine. anything
1: wrong until you did this thing. So what did you do, Greg? That you well, thought this was isn't so anything magical?
0: illegal. But uh, what happened is Sarah wanted a so that so let me set the stage. There's a bike laying on its side. So meaning you have the. Um, the, what, what am I looking for? The spokes, or what well, wasn't the spokes? It was actually the. It was the pedal. The pedal. Thank yeah. you. I don't know why I'm blanking on terms. Uh, the it's pedal. Monday,
1: our brains are the pedal is slow, there, you okay. know,
0: and it, it, and what happened is, I threw this beer towards Sarah, but I did underthrow. and I underthrew threw. It was enough. a very poor throw. It was not the world's greatest throw, but it did work out. And what happened is, I threw this beer. This beer. On its side, it's a 16-ounce can, too, so it was a a tall boy, uh, landed on its side directly on the pedal. Now, the pedal, of course, spins freely.
1: And it kind of has, like, these spiky teeth things on it because uh, it's our friend who's, like, a super hardcore biker, so he has all, like, the clamping things, all sorts of pokey things sticking out. And
0: this beer landed so perfectly on this pedal that it automatically started it spinning while at the same time hitting the spiky things and puncturing it and perfectly showering Sarah in a steady stream of beer. All of a sudden it's
1: spinning like and I hours. hear this and all of a sudden I'm getting covered in beer. And I'm like, what? the?" And, and, and Greg's just sitting they like, oh, just staring at me. I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> so it's squirrely. over. So I basically pick it up and like throw it after I'm already covered. Oh, in beer. it was already empty. I'm, By yeah, the time you I was it. covered in sixteen ounces of beer. Sixteen at this point. ounces
0: of beer, Of tecate, yes, in a tecate sprinkler, just raining down on her. It was a
1: tecate fucking sprinkler, <laughs> and I was just frozen because it just kept going,
0: <laughs> and it did. I mean, and I was like, "There's nothing I could do." I'm like oh wow but i can replay it over and over in my head and it was truly you know one of the it was it was quite a shot it seemed
1: to have entertained quite a few people it, it was did not i was not a fan i was very <laughs> sticky i'm still sticky. i still have beer on my phone
0: and that's what reminded me of this right before we went on she was like i still have my phone is still sticky yeah, like, yeah. it's still
1: covered in beer so thanks for that
0: <laughs> the worst part is though there's no video oh of this.
1: yes it's the worst like i
0: don't even think i if I tried to You'd do never that, be
1: able to recreate it. I don't it. think
0: I could recreate it. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. It Plus, was, it was, was like, amazing.
1: perfectly... Like, that was the worst throw I've ever seen. And, like, Greg only made it, like, halfway to the distance. Oh, no, no.
0: It was way more than halfway because it was quarters, close to you. About
1: three quarters.
0: Uh, at least. At least. I mean, it was... Just, perf- right, we'll just
1: agree to disagree with... The, agree that it was a terrible throw.
0: Well, yes. It was a terrible <laughs> throw. I'll give <laughs> yes. you that. Uh, so... <laughs> so that happened it was a wonderful moment in a you know in a quarantine weekend um,
1: also can we say the other weird thing and then let's say maybe your other thing for tomorrow
0: uh, what do you think okay all right yeah, yeah we cause can that's do that. good because
1: I want to hear about this whole well,
0: story okay we'll see what I can talk about tomorrow yes go ahead
1: Okay, no, but I was going to say really quick, well, then we can so go back to that, um, in the park. So we went to this weird park, because it is southeast Portland, and there are all these, like, hidden treasures still that exist, which still surprises me. Doesn't it surprise you sometimes when you're like, oh, my gosh, this hasn't been destroyed? Like, this is a thing that's existed? Yeah. So there are these bathrooms, um, you know, like, basically, like, the bathroom building. Um, and most of them are usually closed in parks, but this particular one was open. But we kept seeing all these people going in and out of this one door there. And so finally, I think, was it you that told me or somebody... It was not had me. ...had told me? there's like like, um, you need to go check out and see what's in that room. And I thought it was going to maybe be some, like, candy man bathroom or something. I didn't know exactly. What do you mean a
0: candy man? What, do you think there's going to be, like, blood like, on the walls? No, or?
1: it was poop on the walls. Oh. Sweets for the sweet. Gross. hmm That's super gross. So I was expecting, like, something like poop walls. And instead, I walk into this this room that looks like it's just, you know, a secondary bathroom in this building, just one of those metal swinging doors. And it is full of children's toys, 80s and 70s, like children's toys glued on to like different levels of like platforms, hundreds of them. Yeah. It's just this bizarre little room. There are bottles, hundreds of them hanging from the ceiling. There's a collection of hats. There are different things like different photographs and things, things with labels on them. There's a ski mask that was hanging from the ceiling that said ski mask found in 2009 or something. I took a couple pictures.
0: Yeah. I want to see more of your pictures because I saw just a tiny little part of it. It was... Like, I... Yeah. And and we'll post some of these pictures here, too.
1: It was absolutely one of the strangest, old-timey, like, Portland things I have seen in quite some time. I had never even known that existed. And, yeah, just walked in and it's just... I, and I have a picture. I'll actually attach it to this episode if you want because I, I don't think I ever showed you the pictures. No. They're crazy. I didn't see it. No. So, I went in. I did a live video of it yesterday. And... um. Yeah, it, it was just it was so strange. There were just hats. I mean, like things that were untouched. They're just sitting in there like no graffiti, no trash.
0: But just weird treasures. Just that were...
1: weird treasures. Like all of these, like like little Smurf, like if you can get like Smurf dolls and things, like hot glued onto these different like pieces of things that were weird. on the shelves. It was the weirdest thing.
0: Weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I want to see what that is. I mean, I wonder about the history. Like who's doing that? Is it like a groundskeeper? Yeah. I mean, and- you would think... You would think.
1: Yeah, and I have somebody known. with access to
0: that. And why was the room unlocked?
1: It was unlocked, and we kept seeing people going in and out and everyone was making the joke, like, Oh, look at all those kids like doing the drugs and what have you. No, I think that they were just looking in the weird room full of all the seventies toys. Weird. It was the Honestly, it kind of reminded me of old Portland. You know, like yeah. when you just see that weird stuff all the time.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a really strange one. And I would like to know the history and like
1: oh, wait, who, I'm looking at this right now are, things are troll taken dolls, they're old um like McDonald a lot of them are old McDonald's uh, happy meal toys. There's uh, Did you ever
0: used to go to McDonald's and get the uh, Oh yeah. Wow, that's true. Okay, and we'll post this again. Yes, we'll and post I have this at Radio.com yep. and on, on Instagram or something.
1: Yeah, so, so if you can see, there's it. all these, there's a wall covered in magnets. I totally forgot that I took this. I did this not one. see that.
0: Like, what there's is this? There's a
1: whole wall covered in like fruit magnets. You know, when that was a big thing, when the uh, magnets had like the smiley faces yes. and the googly eyes? Uh huh. Yep, so that's all fruit magnets. I forgot I took these ones. Yeah, there's just pictures everywhere. Um. Yeah, there's a label that says ski mask left at park summer 2011. What the hell? A whole bunch of bottles. Yeah, and then all these different toys. I mean, I don't know if you could, like, we should have a thing to see, like, how many of them you could name.
0: I mean, I can probably name <laughs> quite a few. Yeah, these do look like a lot of McDonald's, like, Happy Meal toys. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a ton of them. Weird, man. What is going on there? Yeah. Right. I kind of
1: want to go back because I feel like I didn't get to do it enough justice. I want to. See I don't know.
0: It. I feel like if you go back, like it's either it's all going to be gone, like it'll be an empty room.
1: Oh my god! At least I have pictures to prove it because maybe this could have been like my mental. And I'm like, no, it was in a bathroom in a park, and there were little toys everywhere. That sounds like a mental breakdown. Yeah, but it was real. You're not real. You're not real. You're made of moonlight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that is that is definitely strange, though.
1: Yeah, I'll it was that. it was really cool. So, um, if you do go and see that, um, make sure nobody's fucking with it because that's really neat to have that little piece of weird old Portland sitting inside of an old bathroom.
0: I just, I'm surprised that it was open to the public. I know what's going on. Yeah. There's something, there's more to this.
1: I feel like, like maybe, you know, how everything is getting back to its natural habitat with the, you know, the humans not being around. Maybe Portland is becoming re Portland again. What do you mean? Because it's being untouched, you know, just like with the, with all the animals coming back, roaming through the streets and, you know, and living their best lives. Maybe Portland's like, well, I can breathe again, and now I can be weird again. I think it's beautiful. It does smell like it used to. It doesn't have like the same exhaust smell or anything anymore. It smells like old, like damp, creepy, amazing Portland, which is why I wanted to move here in the first place.
0: This is day uh, 44 or something like that, where Sarah now is now convinced there is a smell.
1: Oh, yeah. Portland, to Portland. Has, totally has a city smell. Mm-hmm. Like it does. And it doesn't like the pollution has gone down. And come on, don't you believe in, that Portland has a little bit of magic in it that maybe that door wasn't supposed to be unlocked? But it was just like, hey, here's a little reminder of why you moved here in the first place. Look at this magic that's <laughs> just around the corner. As
0: Mr. Jenky asked, you wanted to move here because it smelled damp?
1: Nice. I liked it because it was creepy. I just knew Oregon because I would drive through. while well, I drive through Portland. My family was from Albany. But, I mean, Portland always looked so, like, like dark and mysterious and creepy. Mm-hmm. And damp. <laughs> I want to move there because it's damp. All right, well. Yeah, Brooks says it used to smell like an old bookstore. It totally did. I love that. I I just love that smell. And it started to smell like that again.
0: I just, okay. Well, I mean, whatever works for you. Whatever works in that.
1: Hey, help me pick my that place. Noggin, yeah. yeah, I know. I like it.
0: <laughs> it smells damp. I want to live there. All right. <laughs> uh, let's do this. We've got our guest. Uh, I'll talk about my other thing tomorrow. We'll do that then. Uh, but we do have Mr. Rick Emerson who's going to be joining us. So, what we're going to do now, if you're listening to the podcast, you'll hear nothing but now, Rick, right now. But if you're listening via video, yeah, you right. need to give me a cut. You'll be. Uh, you need to say
1: it right now and then give a beat so that I can edit it. And
0: yeah. so, we're going to pause right now after i oh my talk God. About it. <laughs> shut up all
1: right here's rick
2: all right all right never mind
1: <laughs> what's, what, what's happening
2: i don't know i'm having some sort of a breakdown don't i was kind
1: of today's kind of my breakdown day too that's awesome i
0: think
2: we're all due frankly i think so too yeah
0: mine's been kind of spread out over the last week or so i feel like it's been a little bit on each day Today, it's kind of i reached a breaking point where I think I'm all right right now, which means I'm probably not <laughs> at all. I think you're all right. Yeah. Everyone, that's, that's avert that's your eyes while I take medication. All right. Okay. Ooh. All right. Rick's taking drugs on the show now.
1: I forgot my... I forgot to take my pill today. Gosh darn it. My, my anti-anxiety pill. Mm. Maybe that's why I'm a little... No, it's accumulative. It, it would not be work, not working this fast. Torgic. That is true. All, all right. right. Acu- it's cumulative, right. not accumulative. Cumulative.
2: Now, see, I wonder about that all the time. I've started to question every rule I was ever taught about the English language, I think, because of lack of sleep. Everything has just started to like – so I was – this is just the most tedious conversation. I can already hear myself talking, and it's already boring me. But <laughs> I was going to say that cumulative and accumulative – I actually – this is how stupid I am. I actually wrote this down literally like nine months ago, meaning to bring it up on this show for reasons that escaped me because it's the dullest conversation imaginable. All I wrote down have it
0: right now. Welcome to the show. Rick Emerson.
2: Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. Continuing on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
2: Oh. All right. <laughs> no, I just, well, so, uh, so as regards Sarah's question about is it cumulative, is it cumulatively or accumulatively? Yeah. And do they mean the same thing? It is one a made up word. So literally I wrote this down like, I don't know, like last June or something. I don't know why, because it bores me even to look at it. But I somehow took the time to get out a pen and paper and write it down. And that was are approximately and proximately the same thing. Is one a made-up word? Why do we have two words that mean the same thing? And but it's like even saying it out loud now is putting. It's like it's like taking somanex. I don't have any idea why I deem that worthy being written down.
1: I don't think I've ever heard proximately. Proximately. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I've heard proximity, but no, not
0: proximately. It's approximately. Approximately. Yeah, it's just like slang that you put in there.
1: It's okay. like when
2: they refer to something as being the proximate cause. It's like that's the it's the immediate cause. So it, it means that you're figuratively close to something in time or space or whatever. And then, you know, and so then I was like, well, is that the same as approximately? And again, even now, as I say this out loud, it's like I can feel my own eyes glazing over. But clearly <laughs> there was some part of me that deemed that word being, you know, being written down. So well,
1: That being said, just, did you know if it was, is it accumulatively or cumulatively?
2: i honestly don't too, know now didn't... now i i just now i don't i no longer believe in anything sarah
1: i know I, uh... yeah rick i have another question for you because greg and i were just talking about well first uh, uh, i'm gonna talk about the picture i sent you but first of all do you believe that old portland had a smell
2: well, what do you mean old portland you mean like you know like 20 years like... ago
1: before like everyone started moving here like it smelled kind of like mildewy and magical
2: I think certain uh, neighborhoods had a, had a certain smell. I mean, I can't speak for all of Portland, but I will say. First of all, Sarah is like going weirdly in and out of focus on my end. Maybe that's just me. Uh, no, if it's I, probably
0: I, our our computer. Okay, I just I just us. wanted to you know. Oh yes, that, it's because uh, of that. Uh, because the camera's at a bad angle. Yeah. So if you just okay. hang, hang still, you know,
1: I can't. It's really. Be still. I know you can't. I know <laughs> yes, you can't be still. I'm sorry. I'll try.
2: It's also okay. Like I just wanted to. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't having a stroke. or something. <laughs> no, so, you are not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't no. Know I will say it. I. I can't speak for all of Portland, or you know, about all of Portland, but I will say that. Um, uh, <laughs> I will say that there was like uh, there's this place downtown. It's like Fifth and Alder, or thereabouts. Like where Ca- now I've become an old guy. Where Camel World used to be. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and <laughs> you, that oh. place. Yes, it, that place just smelled like the inside of a decaying moose mm-hmm, all the time. Mm-hmm, I mean, it was like it was like the rankest, most vile smell. Uh, ima- and I don't know if it's still that way, but it didn't matter if you went there day or night or on a weekend or on, you know, every other Tuesday. It doesn't matter like that. That one, like fifth and Alder downtown, like for a block in every direction, just reeked like the inside of death itself. It was bad. So <laughs> was that right next to um, Greek
1: cuisine? Well, that was right near there, wasn't it?
2: Uh, sort of hey, is that place still there
0: with the uh, with the octopus? Or is that no. Long- oh no. No, they the took it down. Yeah. There's no more octopus uh, on there.
1: Like ten years ago maybe?
0: Not that long. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. They lost their license for something. There was something shady going on. I don't remember exactly yeah. what it was. Did
1: you ever go into that place? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Me too. Yeah. No, I went to the dance and I and I went to the one of the dinners where you smash the plates. It was pretty it was pretty fun. It was okay. cool. Is that a thing Is that a thing that, that actually like the Greek folks actually do? I mean, they did it. This thing, it was like a, it was a big, like you bought a ticket to it, and then you sat at like long benches, and they sat you next to people you didn't know, and then, and then yeah, you would they would have like the dancers come out and be like a belly dancer, and then you'd smash plates on the ground, and I mean it was pretty fun. I don't know if that's something that they that actually, actually do or not. Super
1: fun. I would like. Oh to yeah, it was pretty cool right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was it was I- fun. Every time I go downtown, because I don't really go to downtown Portland that much anymore, like, not since, I mean, really not since we, like, we're in the coin tower or whatever. And mm-hmm. so it's every time I go downtown, but it, I mean, well, there's two things. One, every time, I, I feel like whatever happens in Portland in general happens in downtown specifically, like, a couple years earlier. So, like, downtown Portland is sort of the epicenter. So you can tell what the outlying areas are going to be like in five years by going to downtown now. Because... Like, if you look at just the people who live in whatever, my neighborhood or in you know, northeast Portland or whatever, and then you go downtown, those are two very different groups of people. And it's just that the, it, in my recent experience, anyway, if you go downtown or go to a store downtown, it seems maybe I'm wrong about this. It seems that that is where if you move to Portland from somewhere else right now, you are moving downtown or near downtown because – that seems to be a sort of, I don't know, it seems to be some sort of a demographic dividing line between the people who have been here for a while and the people who have not been here a while. Also this, every time I go downtown, Portland looks more and more like some Blade Runner shit where there's just like bizarre buildings I've never seen before Mm -hmm. and, you know, and there's sort of bizarre like neon signage, I can't believe I just said signage (laughs) happening at night, you know, and it's also, here's the thing that like Portland has started doing, and maybe we took this from someplace else, I don't know, but there's this thing that happens now in Portland where when you go downtown, there are these buildings, you know, like the tall buildings. But on the side of the building, it'll just in neon at night have the name of some brand or company or whatever. And I have no idea if that's mm-hmm. the name of the building, if it's the name of some other unrelated company that just paid for advertisements down there. You know, it'll just, yeah. you know, like uh, I, there's um, like there's one downtown, which is like there's a building and it's like, I don't know. I don't know what the building actually is, but it's I don't know. I don't know how tall anything is. It's like thirty-five stories or whatever. And on the side, it just says like squash or something. And I'm like, well, what? What is that? And right. it's up. It's on the edge at the very top. There is um, because I go yeah, downtown quite a bit.
1: Work's been well, you used to many yeah. years ago in <laughs> a, a fancy quarantine world. Yes.
0: Yeah, I was downtown every day. And you are 100 right. There is some weird advertising because there's one next to the building I go to, and I still don't know what it's for. But it's a it's. Uh, it's most of like i don't know what must be like a 10-story building and it's this woman who's clearly a model like a close-up of her face but then above it it just says dip and i have no idea what the hell dip is but that's that's all it is it just says dip dip. and also like d-i-p okay and who is that for i don't know i don't know
1: that's true. So, I mean, yeah, is it the name of the building or the name of a company? Yeah. Or, or the name brand. of the brand? Yeah.
0: But, but I don't know what the
2: brand is because it's just like a close up of a woman's face. And if they're her advertising a, a product, yeah, they're doing it badly if it's an advertisement because no one has any idea what it – Like, there's so you, when you cross the Ross Island Bridge, there's, and again, I know that I officially now I'm just like a cranky curmudgeon <laughs> because I'm talking about how things aren't the way they used to be Uh-oh. way back when, 1998. Um, when you cross the Ross Island Bridge, there's that, um, you know, there's that whole cluster of buildings that I guess it's sort of like a macadam and whatever that has sprung up over the last few years, it's like surrounding the tram. And there's this building that just says skorts on the side.
1: <laughs> like old fashioned, like, uh, like skirt
2: shorts. No, it well, it's, I don't know, because it's S-K-O-U-R-T-E-S. So it's skorts, skorts, I guess, is how you put it. Oh, no, I like, had a
1: what? S-K-O-R-T. <laughs>
2: now there's a U in the middle of it somewhere. And so, that, again, that was my first thing. I was like, skorts, is that like a Spanx, like, knockoff building or yeah. something? Because skorts, wait, no, skorts and spanks are different things, right?
1: Yeah, spanks are more like the sucky-anythings, and skorts are like, uh, you know, flowy shorts that kind of can slightly resemble a skirt, even though they never do.
2: Yeah, see, so it would be weird to name a building after that. I <laughs> so no idea what it is. And it's but it just says Scorch, and every day, like or every time I go over the Ross Island Bridge, I see that and I wonder like it's one of those things that eventually I'll just have to go into the building and ask them to explain it to me just so I can quit <laughs> wondering about it.
1: Alright, so I have a couple things from the chat uh, to answer your dip question. Dip is a Fred Meyer brand, so it's like some hip with the kids like new like clothing brand. Really? And we are all Wait, old- when did
0: Fred Meyer clothes get cool? Is that something that's cool? I don't
1: know. I don't know. And this and is a thing from someone who has shopped at Fred Meyer multiple times. But. Yes, I. I well, the Fred Meyer I go to is just the marketplace ones. I'm sure that yeah. they do. Actually, I do like shopping at the Bremerton Fred Meyer. Yeah, they do have. Some, they have some cool shit. All right. And B, Greek cuisine did close over ten years ago.
0: Really, it was over ten years ago. Yep. Okay.
1: January of 2010. Wow. We are
0: old. Okay. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, speaking of downtown, you you mentioned the smell thing, and I just wanted to comment on this. Like The one thing that I remember the most about downtown, coming here, especially before I even lived here, because we would go downtown for a concert and you'd want to go get something to eat beforehand. And we would go to, not knowing any better, we'd go to the Burger King that was in downtown Portland. The notorious oh, yeah. one.
1: Oh, the, it was haunted, too, right? It Wasn't was supposedly it? haunted, yeah. but
0: it was definitely haunted by crackheads who were there every single <laughs> day. I was say it was day. haunted by criminals. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. haunted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and lingering smells that you have no idea what they are. Oh, I mean, I that place was that notorious, place. notorious downtown for always having stabbings and... All kinds of shit going
2: on in there. The only time, I think, honestly, the only time in my life that I ever came close to being, like, shivved by some guy was in <laughs> that Burger King. And it was, I mean, like, I mean, it, it, it's it just insane to even, and I was doing it, nothing. I was, like, standing, and it was a place where you'd walk in, and it seemed like everybody who went there, everybody who worked there, everyone knew the deal. Yeah. I mean, it was just bad news, but sometimes it was the only place around, or it was the only place open. But at some point it was like, I don't know, I needed coffee or something. And it was like they were open 24 hours or they were open late or whatever. And so – and they didn't have a drive-through it seems to me because for some reason I ended up going inside. And it was a place that just – you know, it's like – I was about to say, you know, it's like being in prison as though I have any experience. But I get the (laughs) sense that being in prison – it's like, you know, there's some places you go in there and it's like if you're not already angry and stabby, like it will make you angry and stabby.
0: Right, yeah.
2: And I feel like that Burger King was the same way where it's like – even if you weren't inclined to criminal behavior, once you were inside for 30 or 40 seconds, it somehow just seeped into your bones and you just became like a horrible person. So I remember coming and standing in line at that <laughs> Burger King to buy coffee. And you know me, like it's I mean, I you know, I can be a little uh, obstreperous, you know, uh, in broadcasting mode. But, you know, when I'm just living my life, I, I don't go out of my way. Rick Emerson's not a troublemaker. Uh, I'm not like going out of my way to pick fights with dudes or whatever, because that's whatever fight I pick with whatever dude I would almost certainly lose. So I don't do that. So I remember just going in, and as they say, minding my own business, there's a guy ahead of me ordering whatever it is you order at Burger King. I'm standing behind him saying nothing, just waiting to order coffee. And out of nowhere, it seems to me, apologies in advance, out of nowhere, this guy turns around and says, motherfucker, I'm not going to suck your dick. Back off. (laughs) Oh, my God. And it was like, I don't know what I did to indicate to him that that was the desired outcome of my visit to Burger King. You were existing instead of the Burger King. I right. I, I didn't know how, and I didn't know how to respond. Like, And when you get into a situation like that with someone, you realize there is no response that will not make it worse, right? No. Because if I was going to be all like, chest out about it like that's gonna end with me in the morgue and you know but of course you know me like I'm you know we just spent five minutes talking about approximately and accumulating so if I were to be good sir I I didn't mean to trouble your sojourn at this port of souls like that would I mean he would like I mean he would like pull one of my eyes out so I don't even I think I just went uh and it ran like I think I just left
1: yes so. you, oh we even have people in the chat our friend trina just wrote like my ex-boyfriend and i got mugged at that burger king yeah that Jesus. burger king was terrifying yeah i never went inside and i would like avoid walking by it
0: yeah no it was it was terrifying we'd go in all the time though when we came to portland because we had no idea we were so ignorant about what we were doing and not knowing we were in a bad part of town or that's a bad place to go we go in there all the time just as hey you know, this country actually bumpkins. This
2: dovetails really. What is a bumpkin,
0: by the way? You know, I don't know. I just said that out loud, and I'm not really sure. Just like, what technically is a bumpkin? I mean,
1: I think it just sounds like a a small, like a like naive, like a small-minded and like a simple-minded individual who maybe lives. I
0: don't think simple-minded is. See, I look at it more as like,
1: uh, are you afraid that you're a bumpkin?
0: I I probably (gasps) am a bumpkin. He's afraid he's a bumpkin. Oh no, I definitely am. Um, I unso- was. I was at one point. All right.
1: The dictionary defines a bumpkin as an unsophisticated or socially awkward person from the countryside.
0: That's 100 percent true. I stand by that. Yes, I was definitely a bumpkin.
2: So it's like a like yeah. a rube.
0: I suppose. Or a yeah. yokel.
2: A yokel. There you go.
0: See, but I think yokels, a bumpkin can't help what they are. I you feel like a rube you intentionally stays you just a rube.
1: Move at a slower pace.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yes. That's, All right. That's so pretty accurate.
2: No, but this is this Burger King conversation. This is really interesting now because this actually dovetails with literally. I, I wrote down item number one here on my on my list of crap. Um, this occurred to me the other night. Uh, it was like two in the morning, and I just wrote this down. I wonder if there's still a line at In and Out.
1: There is because I actually saw a friend um, of mine post, and he's did, and he quite literally wrote, "Oh, it was worth The hour and a half wait." Was like, like now, oh,
0: even during quarantine and stuff, probably yeah. even more.
1: Yeah, it was. It was Big John oh yeah I saw him I was like wow I would never so
2: at the, the in and out in Kaiser like people are still sort of like well I guess you've got nothing better to do now especially like you don't have to take <laughs> off work to wait in line that's, you can just yeah work while you're waiting in line I guess
1: that's true
0: I would just never wait right? that long for a burger though I just don't think I can
1: yeah I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty like I I would like satisfaction immediately I don't want to wait for an hour and a half
0: yeah I mean In-N-Out is good is there anything you would wait any kind of food you would wait an hour and a half for
2: Rick me? Yeah. No. No. No way. I mean, it's like, I, but that's. I think that again, I'm the sort of outlier here because, like, I have. I was going to say I don't understand. I think this really is just me because I know that in Portland, there's a lot of you know. Um, back when we used to go to restaurants, there was like people would you know like go to Screen Door or something or the mm-hmm. Tin Shed, or whatever, and it was and it was just a given that you have to wait like if it's a Sunday you have to wait like you know ninety minutes or two hours to get in and mm-hmm. it's there's just no. I think, but that's like, I just don't have much of a food thing. Like to me, like I just, in fact, okay, let me just tell you one of the happiest moments of my recent life happened like about two weeks ago when I found, I found a case of discount Soylent for sale. Um, And so, and I realized that like to a certain, especially anybody over the age of 60 saying that you found Soylent for sale is creepy anyway. And then saying it's discount Soylent just sounds like triply so, but, so I found a case of discount Soylent. And I was like, well, you know, what could really go wrong with it? I mean, it's, you know, I, and, and you know, and one has to be prepared, what in these un- unprecedented times and whatnot. So I just bought it. And it was like, because, you know, Soylent's normally like $4 a bottle. And so, so this was this was actually two for a dollar. So, I mean, but <laughs> well, I mean, you know. What
1: is. Okay. Why was it
2: discounted? And then? what
1: is Soylent? Why am I. Not knowing what that like.
2: What is that? Oh, so Soylent. Oh, Soylent's amazing. Soylent is the product that I have waited my entire life for, and now it actually exists. This is one of the amazing things about about living in the future. Um, in fact, I was so when we first started the broadcast here, I was trying to do this thing. Let's see if I can get it to work here. Uh, I was actually I was actually trying to do this thing where I was going to uh, where I was going to broadcast. Wait for it, from the future. Ah, uh, uh-huh. star background. Uh-huh. Except- in the future, I'm, like, missing one of my ears and part of my jaw. So that's... <laughs> um, it, no, so, uh, well, so let me back up for a second. So in the movie Soylent Green, Soylent Green takes place in this sort of near dystopian future where, um, you know, there's, like, a food shortage and blah, 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 blah. And so what they've basically created is, like, this one-size-fits-all... It's like a... Um, it's like a, just a one 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 meal serves your whole purpose you know food where it's just like a it's it's uh, it's just like baby food or something it's like this extruded paste that serves all your nutritional needs this is exactly the,
1: like what you've always wanted you wanted the, the pill is, you wanted the pill
2: this is what i'm saying so like uh so uh uh in robocop they do this in robocop too where the, the guy says his digestive system is extremely simple this machine dispenses a rudimentary paste <laughs> And it's just like some brown sludge that comes out, and that's all RoboCop eats. I remember watching RoboCop because I saw that way before I saw Silent Green. Watching RoboCop, and I think literally in the theater, I think it was like, "That's what I want! A rudimentary paste." <laughs> um, and so, like some nerds got this idea about five years ago on Kickstarter, where they created this formula for—I mean, it's basically like a really thick sort of shake, and it—it and it is literally like a meal in that it has presumably it has uh, ostensibly everything you need. You know, for an actual like it's, you know, it's like 30 percent of your daily calories plus all of your nutrients and all of your whatever. And it actually doesn't taste terrible and it doesn't make it keel over, but it is like kind of expensive. Um, and so uh, anyway, doesn't matter. The oh. point is that I, point is, it it's really here. expensive, but I found some like a whole case of it, like two for a dollar. And, you know, <laughs> normally, I mean, I probably would have eaten that under any circumstances, but especially now it's like really I mean, on the list of things that could happen in my body right now, you know, eating some off-brand food or some, disc- you know, some some expired soylent is probably the least of <laughs> my worries.
1: See, that's Go what, Greg is super snobby about uh, anything, any food that's discounted. Whenever I do it, he's just like, oh, you mean you got rotten food? And no, I'm like, no. I,
0: okay, you're over-exaggerating on two fronts there, but you're not wrong as far as this. I yeah, know. but I'm not yeah. wrong, exactly, because uh, every
1: time, like, I will get something that's still, like, uh, like under, like under the level of like when it's to be expired but like say for example it's 50% off then greg like automatically thinks there's something wrong with it whereas i'm like i found a killer deal and he's like oh there's something wrong with it see
0: but it's hard for me to get that out of my head especially when it comes to like meat like discounted meat is where i have a hard time not thinking there's something wrong with it even though there probably isn't
1: they can't serve you food that's
0: that's rotten that's what they want you to think because oh, there's God. no there's no returns on that um yeah, I don't know. It's just ingrained in me. Well, see so I just assume Rick's that if it's discounted like that. The ability
1: then. to eat, to have his extremely discounted soil in.
2: <laughs> it was no, I mean I was it was like one of the happiest days of my life. I was and so I totally I mean I'm not normally like a hoarding kind of person, but so I but I just bought like when I find something that I really want, and especially if it's at a reasonable price, like it's not unknown that I will just purchase all of the that the store has. Uh-huh. I mean, so I was just like, "Well, twenty-four bottles, yes." Put them in the thing. It's, uh, I mean, you know, and it's. Uh, I think part of it is just how you're raised do because I was like, so my parents were very. Uh, my mom was very like frugal. You know, my mom was really about like. You know, because she grew up just after the Depression, and so she was very about stretching a dollar. And plus, you know, Catholic, so she had like fifty kids and whatever. And so, um, and so, we would always go to—I don't even remember what the store was actually called. We just called it the Dented Can Store. And so, <laughs> that it was totally the the expired and discontinued food store. And you'd go in there, and it would—you know—and it would be like. Part of it would literally be just where, like, there were cans, you know, canned green beans or whatever. that got dented in the supermarkets, like, well, we can't sell these. People don't want them. And they were still perfectly fine, but they just looked kind of – the can looked kind of janky. Or there would be food that, like, some company decided was going to be a huge hit, and they would make, like, 10 million boxes of it. And then it would turn out that no one wanted it because it was a terrible idea. So there would be, like, like, banana-flavored, like, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure breakfast cereal. And, you know, which – like no one wants, and you would think that they would realize that out of the gate, but no. And so that food would all end up at the dented can store where it was like ninety cents a box or something. And so I have no, uh, I have no built-in aversion to that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's food. if it's it if it's dry stronger. goods,
0: yeah, I'm totally fine with it. But it's just it's the meat part. There's something in my head. But I mean, Sarah, you have the same thing about milk, even before it's expired. I do have
1: it about milk, but that's the only thing I have because I, I have had multiple bad experiences with with milk that has said it wasn't expired when it's in fact chunky.
2: Greg, are people trying to sell you discount meat a lot? Is that a thing that happens it to you? Kinda you kinda know, it like has happened, happened to me, actually. To, yeah. yeah, I've had...
0: The more I think about it, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of like a bad experience I've had with discounted meat and I can't think of one. It's just it's somehow in my head it came that way. But I did used to have the people that would come by my house and try to sell me discounted meat, which was... I think the fact that they were so aggressive maybe that's part of what's what's made me averse to it. Like, there was this guy... This, I remember one time He was here at this house, and this this guy pulled up in a pickup truck outside of my house. <laughs> and, I love this story already. And, <laughs> and he had, like, a bunch of coolers in the back, and he comes marching up my front door, and I happen to be standing there. I'm like, oh, great, what does this guy want? And he knocked on the door, and it was too late. He saw me, so I had to open the door. And he's like, hey, buddy, uh, you like steaks? And I'm like, like, um... I I don't I don't know what what are you asking? He's like, I'll tell you what, man, I got right now in the back of here. I got some prime steaks. They're fifty percent off my cooler. I'll sell them to you right now. And I was like, no, no, I don't. No, thank you. No, I do not want your steaks. Thank you, sir. And he was just so taken aback by the fact that I didn't want his discounted fifty percent off steaks. He stared at me like I was just insane. Like, what do you mean? Do you not like meat? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I I eat meat. I just don't want the steaks. He's like. Well, these are fifty percent off. They're good steaks, and I'm like, no. You were personally insulting. You, I was personally him. insulting yeah. him by not wanting his steaks, and finally, you know, he turned around and he storms off, and just like glaring at me the entire way back because I have been a personally, you know, affronted him, and then got to, got yeah, into his truck you said and like he
1: had dirty, bad and peeled feet. off because yeah. I didn't
0: want to buy the fifty percent steaks out of the coolers in the back of this guy's pickup truck who just pulled in front of my house. So I, maybe that's part of it too. Like, maybe
2: that's part and, of where deep down psychologically. And, and just to clarify here, did he ask you, do you like steaks or did he ask, do you lack steaks? Because oh. one of those is way more literate than the other. <laughs> he,
0: yeah. he asked, uh, do, you
1: like do you okay, like steaks? Do you
0: like steaks? Yeah. Okay. Although, you know, maybe I misinterpreted what he said. Do you
1: lack steaks? Uh, <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> yes, you need them in your life.
0: I mean, I guess, yeah, that's true. I did. Yeah, that, I have had multiple people try to do that before, though.
1: Well, with, um, so, oh, go ahead.
2: What is this terrifying photo that Sarah Thank
1: you. I was just going to go yeah. to that. So uh, we had been talking about old Portland, you know, when people used to sell steaks door to door and it smelled like it was mildewy all the time. Um, there is, so you know where, you know, the area of Port- uh, Portland's uh, Brooklyn, you know, like right off of Milwaukee. Yeah, Brooklyn neighborhood of yeah, Brooklyn. The Brooklyn neighborhood, kind of near the Aladdin. So yesterday we went for a bike ride. And ended up um, seeing a couple friends in the park and, you know, sat very far away from each other, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so at the Brooklyn Park here in Southeast Portland, which, by the way, I love that area of Southeast Portland anyway, because it still does have that weird, damp, creepy kind of Portland vibe down there. Mm -hmm. Like right down there. And um, so there's the bathroom, you know, structure where basically, you know, the cement structure where like you know, there are the bathrooms you can use at the park. But we kept seeing all these kids going in and out of this doorway. And we're like, what is that? And somebody eventually told me, like, Sarah, you should go in and take a look. And, Rick, it was the most Portlandiest thing I think I have seen in years. So these dolls right here are right when you open one of the old, like, metal bathroom doors, basically. But instead of a bathroom, inside of this public park building is this crazy toy land. Like, I just took this picture yesterday afternoon.
0: So it's a bunch of shelves with all kinds of toys on them, looking a lot like they almost a lot look of like McDonald's Happy Meals. Toys.
1: Yeah,
2: like Happy Meal toys. So
1: this is just one so, section of it that I d- just walked in, and there it was today or yesterday.
2: Okay, so now first of all, I, so Brooklyn, so Brooklyn Park is. So if I were on Milwaukee, and I never know what direction you're going so,
1: south on Milwaukee. It's on the right hand side, like just a few blocks past the Aladdin.
2: Okay. Yeah. All and right. it's on the so right hand like side of past- the street. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because there's like that post office there. But if yeah, if you're like an Aladdin, then there's the whatever that that the bear
1: paw. Yeah, you pass that, that, and that, and then it's like right up there.
2: There's like and a baseball, that baseball themed yep. bar that we used to do stuff at third we were base or whatever. Just
1: talking about that the other day. It hasn't yeah. been that for years. Yeah, now it's called actually the Brooklyn Park Pub. But I was just telling someone about that about the weird baseball pattern carpet yesterday.
2: It was yeah. like a yeah. Who's on theme.
1: who's on third or something? I think that was what it
2: was called. Something like that. Yeah. And so okay, so if I were so this is on the right hand side, if I were going that way. Yeah,
1: so it's across the street from that,
2: basically. All right. I might have to uh I might have to go uh because this my first thought was when you when you like said this to me was like it it sort of looks like something did you ever go to the twenty? speaking of old Portland, the twenty four hour Church of Elvis? Yeah.
1: I never got to so go I'm... in, but I saw through the windows, yeah.
2: Oh yeah. The twenty four hour Church of Elvis was it I mean I'm not going to say it was, like, a, like only a Portland thing, but it was a very old Portland thing. And it was this weird art installation exhibit thing run by this woman who was possibly crazy or possibly just eccentric or whatever. And it was, <laughs> it was a lot of, like, weird stuff like this. It was like, you know, it was like a sort of half flea market, you know, like half day project at the home, you know, where, like, things were just sort of glued together. And, you know, and then there was, like, a lot of weird sort of pictures of, like, jesus with like a halo of bullets and like chicken feet or something and you're like what am i seeing yeah, like, what really? is <laughs> and that this sort of looks a little bit like that you know what's st- what amazes me that still exists is kids toy store which is that place that that chuck Polinick wrote the uh you know what i'm talking about yeah, kids yeah, toy totally
1: from kids the, Radio museum Radio. rather yeah
2: i mean i wonder about that thing i think about kids toy museum like once a week and i wonder like how is it that that place still exists because i the rent on that has got to be I would imagine, significant. And I mean, is that just like, did somebody just like leave a trust or something to keep that place running? I am fascinated by how it is that it continues to exist. I don't know. Yeah, I
1: don't know either, but we should do some research. I've got some time. I'll look it up for you.
2: Well, this is weirding me out. These photos are pretty so I just amazing. sent
1: you a few more. Um, okay, and again, we'll post these you. up yeah, on the I'll website and them. on Instagram
2: too. For yeah, so
1: there's also a wall covered in magnets, like those old magnets, um, that were like the fruit faces basically, like the big plastic pieces of fruit, but with you know, like smiley faces and eyeballs. And then there was like random hats and clothes places. It was really, okay. yeah, it was really weird.
2: Okay, here's what's amazing is that uh, it's like everything we're talking about today is triggering stuff that's that's been on my list of stuff to talk about. So I'm looking at this last photo and it just says "ski mask left at park, summer 2011." And so, so I wrote this down. This is, um, let's see, where did it go here? Because I was thinking about so the other night we were talking about how you know things are really quiet now and you step out even you know sometimes at night but sometimes just during the day where there's like not a lot of noise going on or whatever. Right. And I, th- I was talking about how wind chimes are suddenly really creepy right now, if it's really quiet. I yeah. swear to God, I almost recorded this the other day, but I was standing out on the porch at like, I don't know, like at like four in the afternoon or something, and I almost couldn't believe this was happening, but I heard, didn't see, which actually would have made it better. It was actually creepier because I couldn't see it. I heard in, in the proximate to my house, I heard an ice cream truck. <laughs> and, and I was like, well, first of all, that seems weird because, like, who's going and, like, just letting some some stranger hand them food that they're right. going to immediately <laughs> stick in their mouths right now? Also, at some point in the past, ice cream trucks and their little, you know, the little jingling, the little music they play just became, like, intractably weird and, and creepy. Like, that's just a thing that is no longer not creepy. It can't right. be uncreepy.
1: 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah, so on. then— Oh, yeah.
2: Well I was just and so then I wrote down I made a quick list of things that no longer have a non creepy connotation or meaning
1: oh, pleased to be sharing
2: and the first two things that came to mind these are terms that no longer have anything except a creepy meaning first one crawl space
1: <laughs>
2: yeah like I mean that has a technical meaning, but nobody thinks of that when you talk about a guy's crawl space you immediately think of you know the you that's like yeah. a, that's a gazy thing other one ski mask like if you talk about a guy in a ski mask, no one thinks that guy is skiing. Skiing is like ninth on the list of things you think he's doing. Right. Right? I and mean, the first one is like burglarizing a home. The second one is like, you know, attacking the Munich Olympics. Like, and it's like skiing is like toward the bottom of yeah. the list. So That industry um, really got tainted by a lot of things. If you were in the ski yeah. mask industry. God, that be mean, hard. That's my thing, too. And like if you just picture the classic ski mask where it's got the mouth opening and then the two distinct holes... It just seems evil now like there's yeah. no there's no way like I don't know. I don't know if we'll live long enough to see that, you know, rehabilitated somehow. That's just a thing that's been completely tainted forever. Right.
1: No, that's yeah, a- that's absolutely accurate. And nobody ever came back I have to no claim that ski mask, too. It's just been hanging there for nine years. Right, it yeah. It could be like something, yep, maybe there was a crime committed and somebody's DNA is in that ski mask, but it just hangs there in the you know abandoned but bathroom. Why, why
0: these specific souvenirs that this person is? Just because they found him in the park and then they hung him up in there?
1: I don't know. I'm looking at all this and it's really interesting to see because they're um, like newer toys. Like I'm looking, there's like Spongebob, because that isn't new anymore, but like Spongebob and um, was the green Toy guy, Shrek. But then I see, I see a glow worm in there, and there's the My Little Ponies and Winnie the Pooh. There's some like really old stuff in so this there. It's been as going well. on for
0: a number of years that this
1: little shrine's been happening. It's it seems like it. I I want to know everything there is to know about this weird shrine now. I'm gonna guess somebody listening to the show
2: knows more about it. Yeah, I somebody mean, Rick, knows. had you?
1: I, I, that's why I wanted to ask you. Like, have you ever even heard of this?
2: No, I haven't. So, but I realize that there's a lot of. Things like this that I didn't hear about for the longest. In fact, I realized that most of them I hear about from you somehow like the what was that uh, the because um, I think Paul and I brought a thing about this, too. It was like the weird mortuary place. Where oh, you the mausoleum go,
1: like, I used to go to all all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, uh, Wilhelm, I actually, yeah,
2: I never did go there.
1: It is open once a year on uh, Memorial Day weekend. It won't be this year, though. Oh, yes, it definitely won't be this weekend. But uh, next year. Next year, I'll. You should come with us. We we should go. It's a really neat.
2: So it's only open once a year. So it open to the public.
1: Yeah, and it used to be open all the time. That's when I used to go there because I would just go and you know in my twenties and read my Chuck Palahniuk books in the middle of a mausoleum. Um, Of course, one does. Because I had to be on fucking brand. And (laughs) but people were breaking in, (laughs) and uh, they were breaking in and like playing hide and go seek and like like fucking vandalizing stuff like who vandalizes a mausoleum so anyway they had to close it to the public so unless you have uh somebody related to you buried in there um or it's memorial day weekend uh, you can't get in there okay yeah so i'm not saying but i'm saying if you want to research some names and come up with a uncle that you lost touch it's with. really
2: I mean, how are they gonna how are they gonna prove i'm not really they can't to somebody? they can't that's the secret Shh.
1: what um, i didn't do that everything's fine but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that place is pretty magical.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Well, I don't realize what time it was. We've been yeah. traveling for a while.
0: Yeah. No, sorry, now I'm just thinking about you with your damp Portland ideas and then reading yeah. a book in a mausoleum.
2: Oh
1: yeah, yeah, reading the make Survivor and yeah.
2: Yeah, it makes I, a lot more sense. I will say that, you know, so I used to visit so I grew up in Washington, but my um grandparents lived in I can I'm never sure on where they I'm never quite certain where they lived. I think it was like in, in Oregon City for a while, but then it was like in Silverton and whatever. Anyway, so we used to have to come here a lot and um but I do know what Sarah's talking about because there was this distinctly like it always seemed like you were like no matter what time of year it was, it seemed like you were just in a terrarium. It just seemed like it was humid and just you know, like there was just this weird mossy dampness all the time. With a, I feel like I a hint know. of weed too. Like more yeah, more than it, even now. Yeah. And it was just sort of marshy, and it was just like you were in, like, it was like this low-grade, low like, Tolkien vibe all the time, where there was, like, a mist just hanging over everything constantly. And, I mean, I'm not enough of, a, like, a climatologist or, or really at all to know if, like, any of that if, like that is gradually changing over the years, or if that's just the way I remember it, the way that you, you know, that you decide on how something was, and so in your memory, that's how it always is. You've, like, picked one interpretation of it, but it it does seem... It does seem like that does not happen quite as much now. That that sort of weather or whatever. Mm. So,
1: thank you. All right. See, I feel justified because it does. I know that it's probably more magical in my memory, but uh, even just going for walks by myself and listening to music, and then just kind of having those teensy, teensy tiny, tiny moments—you know—that kind of take you back, you know, twenty years earlier, where everything a simpler, a Pepperidge Farm simpler time. It's, uh, it's just, I just. It's pretty awesome. Can I just
2: say though? <laughs> And I think I speak for, I think I speak for everyone when I do say that it is just like, it is just like a perfect image of of you, you know, with like, yeah. uh, you know, like a cigarette and you're Chuck Polinick and you're in the mausoleum yeah. and, you know, wearing like half your clothing's probably strategically ripped in some way to look fantastic and whatever. And that's just like, I mean, there's just like something. I was thinking, this is again, it's on my list. I actually wrote down. <laughs> I of your list. It's my, this is weird. It's like, we're all sort of channeling this. I wrote down, um. I wrote down, other than spicing ham, what other uses are there for cloves except for goths? Because, like, I mean, there's like a goth clove, like goth, like the clove cigarette goth, you know, kid connection. Yeah. I mean, other than other than spicing a ham, do you know of any other purpose for cloves? People do put cloves in
1: a couple cocktails, like into the fruit for some flavors. Like you can do it for like a hot toddy. Okay, but I mean, but that's pretty. But that's about as far as it goes. Or so, like, I, I there's one where you put it in an orange, but all I know is just putting it in pieces of fruit that you put into alcohol. Okay, okay, right, which is all pretty right. much. But and otherwise. that go, also goes with the clove cigarettes. So, I mean, it's just basically. There's like there cloves is some weird
2: like. There's like some memo that went out to the goth community at some point, like thirty years ago, where it was like, and everyone now must smoke cloves while listening to ba- to Bauhaus, and it's just because I that's just a thing. That happens at some point, you know, where, like, if you wear enough black, it's like eventually a pack of Clove cigarettes just appears at your porch like a Hogwarts invitation. That's what you (laughs) smoke from that. Yeah, you just go
0: through that phase.
1: I I never went through a Clove's phase, I have to say.
0: I had a very brief one. Oh, was that when you were dating
1: the girl that kept... Like buying you patchouli or something? No, that was the hemp phase. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Yes. Most most of it revolves around
2: girls, though. And
1: Rick, I feel like you probably uh, knew quite a few ladies in your um, earlier years that smoked clove cigarettes.
2: Yes. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, it was just like a lot of girls that had like this weird, I don't even know what you would call it, not weird, but it was just like a, like a blunt, like long bang cut all, all the way around. And they all yeah. just listened to Sisters of Mercy a lot. And, um, you know... And usually had, like, a crush on some older skateboarding friend of mine. Uh, and, yeah, they would, just, they would just, here's, you want to talk about, like, a different time. I was actually thinking about this the other day, about, um, you know, just how I was thinking about kids today. And all the things that kids who are, like, because, you know, this year, if you're a high school senior, or even not, but especially, you know, if you're a senior in high school, like, this year's totally fucked. Like, it's oh, just, yeah I mean, you know, there's no prom, there's no graduation, there's no summer vacation, there's no anything. But I was thinking about, if you're in high school right now, the list of things that you were not alive for. I mean, you know, like the last couple wars, nine eleven, Columbine, and just all of the things that you grew up after and how different the world was. I was actually thinking about how when I was in high school, there was actually um, a section of the parking lot. I mean, the parking lot was sort of, you know, divided by high school demographic and interest. So there was a place called, there was a part of the, there was a section of the parking lot that was called Jock Lot, and it was just like that's where all the athletes hung out and whatever. And then there was actually at the opposite end, like as far as away from, you, from that as you could get, there was actually a section of the parking lot that was just called Stoner Lot. And even the teachers called it that. <laughs> Everyone called it that. And it was like, well, where's Kelly? Ah, she's over in Stoner Lock, says the (laughs) teacher. And like, and Kelly would just be over there, dressed in black, just chain smoking and, you know, and whatever, and, uh, you know, and just listening to Disintegration over and over again. And that was just like, you know, that was just sort of a known thing that everybody was, you know, sort of on board with. And it was sort of a uh, live and let live kind of a thing. But the idea that, the idea that that would just be like a sanctioned, you know, sort of area of the school where, like, right. the, you know, the art supplies kids could just go huff paint and, you know, get high or whatever is like, you know, I don't think I think schools are a little more locked down than that now.
1: I would. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, because yeah, that's I don't think I had anything that was a nickname at my school.
0: Apparently, my house used to be the place. This house that I own right now used to be the place for that high school near me where they would go. <gasps> oh, yeah. This weed. is where all the, where the bad kids. When I first, yeah, When I first bought the house, uh, there would be kids smoking in my driveway all the time. Smoking the, smoking the reefer.
1: Oh you say <laughs> not anymore, children. I live here now.
2: Hey, speaking of reefer, let me ask you this. So so the pot places are all still open, right? That's a Yes.
1: Yes, because okay, they Okay, so yeah. that
2: so then that goes to my I was gonna ask, like, are liquor stores considered an essential business? Yeah, They I think are, so. yes. Yeah. So liquor stores wow, and weed that's... stores, yeah. Is it just because I mean, did they do this do you think they decided this on a case by case? Basis, or is it just like anybody who sells anything is essential? I know that
1: because they' state because we have a friend whose dad lives in um Pennsylvania in Pennsylvania, and since all of the liquor stores are owned by the state, all their liquor stores are shut down, but I think since ours are are they independently owned they're
0: independently owned but they're governed by the OLCC. like they have to buy all their booths through OLCC.
1: but now they're actually going to start doing this delivery service thing where I think bars are going to be able to put together drink kits like we live in a weird time. Um, to keep kind of above like their heads above water where they can put together, you know, like an old fashioned kit or whatever and then work alongside um, delivery services that are, that are delivering liquor and then kind of bring those and have them actually delivered to people's houses.
2: I, so these are the things that I mean, maybe I'm alone here, but the, the things that always fascinate me, I mean, I'm always fascinated by the behind the scenes aspect of anything. Anything that happens, I'm always fascinated with like, well, what happened behind the scenes to bring us this conclusion or like this, you know, this sort of decision or solution? And so, um, you know, so again, it's like I'm wondering, I'm picturing a whole bunch of people from the state sitting around trying to figure out what's essential and what's not, you know, pot. Yes, booze. Yes, porn. Eh, no, you know, and it's like it's yeah. just a weird, you know, and so there's some sort of like I was thinking about this. There was like this big press release. I don't know. Uh, like a couple weeks ago where like the people who are still working are getting hazard pay. So if you're working at whatever, you know, Kroger or, you know, any place that like is still open, you're going to be getting X more dollars an hour because it's hazard pay. And and like so then I was just picturing this meeting where there's just a bunch of lawyers sitting around trying to determine how much that hazard pay should be. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If there's like some sort of haggling about how uh, you know about how dangerous it is. Well, is he worth an extra three dollars an hour? No, he's not. Two, maybe two at the most. It's uh, there's got to be some. You oh, know, there's like weird. a weird series of calculations that have got to go into that. It's like, um, like a, here's the thing. Like somebody could write this into a. It doesn't even have to be like a, a book. It just be a, like a stage play someday, and I would go see this. If you think about self-driving cars, which I do a lot, and if you think about self-driving cars and all the algorithms and programming that go into that, realize this that as they try to develop these cars that can function properly in any circumstance because they got to be prepared for any you know eventuality, any sort of chain of, of, of events. So, you know, there has to be a meeting happening like at Google, say, or Apple or whoever, where there's a bunch of people sitting in a room, an engineer and a product lead and a head coder and a lawyer and a whatever. And they're saying things like, Okay, so uh, the car's going down the road, and it's a really rainy uh, day, and, uh, you know, there's there's glaring sun, and so the cameras aren't working quite right. And then on this side of the road, there's, uh, you know, the car starts to lose its traction. Over here, there's three uh, 80-year-old nuns, but on this side of the road, uh, there's one healthy 12-year-old. Uh, the car's got to kill, you know, one, one or the other. Which, who should it be? Because they have to, because, like, they, they, the car can't make that decision itself. Mm-hmm. They have the car has to be programmed Jeez. how to respond to those circumstances.
0: Yeah, which is which is true. They are having to make those kinds of decisions, you know, and have a decision tree based upon that.
1: That's because I, I cover it
0: a lot at Digital Trends. Okay, well, yeah, a so lot you of that stuff. So,
2: so my thing is, like, do they keep notes in those meetings? Like, is somebody like, are they recording all that, or is it like a no one repeats this outside this room? No one takes any notes. Everyone leaves your phone outside because we got to decide in an accident who dies. Well, that's
0: I mean, that's part of the problem. There's so many different companies that are working on it, but in order for them to get approved they're going to have to have all of that stuff right now. That's why I don't think it's going to happen for a while. Like they'll have the technical ability to have autonomous cars on the road. They they kind of do already. Like Tesla just announced that they can now read stop signs and stop lights and stop on their own and do all that stuff. But because of those kinds of questions, I think it's going to be a while before oh, we the actually moral have them.
1: Conundrums. the moral conundrums.
0: Yeah. yeah. Of how do you who makes that decision? And how do you let the computer make the decision?
2: Well, and the computer can only make the decision based on what it's been told to do. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately there has to be somebody going, uh, well, lose the nuns, you know, like that somebody has to like, so, and I, that's, you know, that is a thing I think about all the time. Um, I just wonder, you know, what the, what the sort of backroom discussions are for that sort of a thing.
1: Well, thank you. Now I'm going to be thinking about that too. That's kind (laughs) of, that's trippy.
2: Yeah. I mean, what I (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, and also, Rick, I do have one more question for you. Um, have you watched Untamed Heart yet?
2: No. Clearly, this is going to become a thing, so I'll write it down. I can. This is <laughs> this is obviously going to become a sticking point. Hold on. <laughs>
1: no, I just remembered that, and I just realized that I want to watch it, and then I think that Greg and I should watch it too, just so we could all have a healthy discussion about a very underrated Christian Slater baboon heart movie uh, in the right. upcoming week. Yes. All
0: right. There's the group
2: homeschool project yeah all right the the homework project i uh uh let me i'll just uh, just end with this um so i had i i you know because i'm trying to get this list of ideas cleared um so you guys watch that the over the air channels like the antenna tv or the, Mm -hmm. the you where it's just like stuff it's just like regular old school tv where it's like a family ties marathon or whatever you know and um i was thinking about this you know, especially now, because everybody's freaking out and stressed out all the time. You know what they should be doing on those? over? Somebody should I don't even I don't even want credit for this, uh, this is what somebody should be doing on one of those over the air channels. Instead of just doing like, hey, we're going to show Matlock and like designing women reruns or whatever, what they should do, maybe just for a weekend, maybe like, you know, Black History Month, President's Day, whatever. They should do reruns of the Obama era where they just Run like news and press conferences and like, you know, White House addresses and whatever, all from Obama's era. So, like, you could tune in for a couple days and feel like it was, you know, and feel like it was 2010 again or whatever. He swatted a fly in a meeting. (laughs) He
1: wore a tan suit? What's that?
2: I mean, it's just, I think that, I mean, can you imagine just being able to turn on the television for a while and just being able to bask in the whole sort of, you know, like, oh, boy, those were good times, you know. And just, you know, just be able to suspend disbelief for a while and just fantasize that it's still the Obama era. That would be fantastic. That would get massive ratings. Final thing. I don't know what Mike Judge is doing these days because office space is sort of or uh, office space because Silicon Valley is, you know, done and whatever. So I don't know what Mike Judge is up to. I was thinking, you know, what would be fucking perfect right now? This works on every level conceivable. He should bring Beavis and Butthead back. But here's the thing. Instead of watching music videos or TV shows or whatever, Beavis and Butthead watch Donald Trump.
1: (laughs) I would watch that.
2: I would. Everybody would watch that. Everybody would watch that. Maybe he's working on it right now. That's, I'm saying, like the Beavis and Butthead daily commentary on Donald Trump. I mean, that's, that is, that is fried gold right there. That is, I mean, that is money in the bank. I would. Anything Beavis and Butthead I would watch right now, but yes.
1: Mike Judge, if he's not doing that yet, will you please let him know that that's needed? Pitch that idea. Please and thank you.
2: Perfect. Rick, I feel like we've accomplished a lot here.
1: Rick, I feel like we really have accomplished a lot.
2: I, everything is just a kind of a weird hazy blur to me right now. So I'll have to take your word for it. <laughs> so, I, uh,
1: well, we look I, forward to hearing all of your ideas again next Monday. This You always make Mondays a little bit brighter. Do,
2: oh. do I? <laughs>
1: you do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do
1: I?
0: Um, well, speaking of brighter, right after this for you who are members of the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club. So the Mark and Todd cast, we have their latest episode before it goes public. Um, it's called <laughs> MK Ultra. And it's all about the secret CIA program that conducted experiments uh, with the goal of learning mind control. So that is the episode that's going to air right now.
1: Perfect.
2: <laughs> mind Can control. I just, yes. This ended up really not working, but, you know, so I'm doing this. Uh, so on, on, the, uh, on my, my video feed here right now, I think if, if all is going according to plan, there's like a picture of space or whatever behind me. Yes. I was really, really trying to do this. So it looked like I was broadcasting, you know, from the peach pit. And that didn't. That didn't. <gasps>
1: oh, that I was know, so I sweet of you. Oh, no, thank you. No, I tried. It just,
2: it's uh, technology was not on my. Side. I
1: need to figure out how to do those backgrounds too. I need to find something fun. I need to thought, do more on Zoom.
2: Yes. We'll go oh, figure okay. it out. All right, we'll do it. All right.
1: All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen, Thank you so much for tuning
0: in. Uh, thank you, Rick Emerson. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio.
1: .com. Bye, Rick. Bye.